The ADHD nervous system is particular and it can really benefit from the practice of mindfulness. From increasing dopamine to helping develop meta-awareness, which is the ability to not only be aware of our attention, but to monitor and remember where it goes, it also improves attention and self-regulation skills. In this episode, you will discover the research behind the benefits of mindfulness, learn why you should consider starting practicing it, and how it helps support your brain. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it. They're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. Mindfulness takes many forms, is flexible, and there are many ways to apply it to your life and be creative with how you do it. Mindfulness can be described as a state of mind you attain when you actively and intentionally pay attention to your breathing, observe what's going on in your body and how it feels, and attempt to be present in the moment rather than letting your thoughts taking you back and forth between what has happened or wondering about what may happen. California psychiatrist Lydia Zyloska, one of the leading experts whose research has demonstrated the positive effects of mindfulness on ADHD people's quality of life, says that it's about being less distracted and bringing our attention to aspects of the present moment. It is about having an open, non-judgmental attitude when mindfully observing what is. Mindfulness has also been widely described in the literature as a psychological process or practice of such with two components. One, orienting one's attention purposely to the present moment and two, approaching one's experience in the present moment with curiosity, openness and acceptance. Another commonly cited definition conceptualizes mindfulness as a trait or a set of skills such as being non-reactive, observing with awareness, acting with awareness, describing with awareness, and adopting a non-judgmental approach towards one's experience. As you can see, the practice of mindfulness meditation provides several benefits, and that is particularly true for us living with ADHD, as you will find out in this episode. <laughs> 
In a more general sense, not only does mindfulness strengthen your ability to better control your attention and become more aware of what's going on in your body by observing yourself, it also trains you to be able to bring your wandering mind back and that can only be a good thing if you're an ADHDer. Before diving in deeper, I think it's important to look at the ADHD nervous system to better understand it. This will be no news to you if I tell you that when we live with ADHD, we often have the feeling that we come from another planet. The more we understand why we get easily bored, are sensitive to distractions, and feel intensely, the more able we are to accept ourselves and our challenges. We also gain at looking and giving more attention to the upsides of having an ADHD-style nervous system that allows us to be awesome at problem solving by finding solutions that everyone else has missed, be likable people to be around, have a great sense of humor. I often say the H in ADHD stands for humor and hilarious because we can be so funny and there are quite a few actors and comedians we can look up to for that. Either rumored to be or diagnosed with ADHD, such as Will Smith, Jim Carrey, Howie Mandel, Russell Brand, just to name a few. We are also relentlessly determined, so when we take on a challenge, we do it using multiple approaches until we master it. Do you have your own list of things you appreciate and love about your unique brain type? If you don't, I invite you to have at least a top five of the positives of ADHD and what it brings to your life and make sure that you give it a lot of attention. Truth is, you don't have to fit them all. You don't have to try to be like everyone else. You're not a misfit and you're not weird. You're not stupid and don't need to try harder. You are not a malfunctioning version of normal. You are different, you are beautiful, and you are not alone. You are creative, intelligent, diligent, sensitive, passionate, affable, compassionate, and so much more. The biggest mistake in understanding ADHD is thinking and assuming that we can and should be like everyone else that doesn't have a uniquely wired brain like ours. One of the reasons this is a mistake is that we can't be like everyone else, and the reason for that is simple. Our world is curvilinear. That's where our challenges start, really, because it's hard for us to function well in a linear world, especially if we try to do things like those who function well in that world, which is, well, the majority. In our world, present, past, and future are happening all at the same time. It's never three separate timelines. Everything is now. That's why it's hard for us to learn from the past and envision what the consequences of our actions will be because it's difficult for us to do that. However, difficult doesn't mean impossible, and we can achieve that if we practice and become more aware. That's why mindfulness is so important. Why practice mindfulness meditation with ADHD? 
I believe it's all about finding ways to calm our nervous system that gets easily agitated and overstimulated. Mindfulness is a wonderful thing to calm the mind and the body. It helps us to become more aware of emotions and the more we practice, the less reactive we become. When we meditate, we build patience. We observe and whatever thought show up, I'm tired, my mind won't stop, I'm angry, this is such a waste of my time. For a few breaths, we just let it be. Mindfulness or meditation is not about trying to have no thoughts at all. It's about letting them pass and bringing our focus back to our breathing. In her research on the effect of mindfulness training for adults with ADHD, Dr. Zyloska explains that through the practice of mindfulness, we are able to develop meta-awareness, which is the ability to not only be aware of our attention, but to monitor and remember where it goes. Isn't that fantastic? That, in turn, improves our attention and our self-regulation skills. Maybe you're thinking right now that there is no way you can or are able to practice mindfulness. Know that moments of awareness can be brief and they add up and have powerful effects when you repeat them constantly throughout the day. Informal practices take less focus and time to get started, making them especially helpful for those with ADHD. To me, Informal means that I can fold a load of laundry, take a shower, or make my bed and be mindful by being present to what I am doing, directing my attention to my hands, for example. Another important thing to know and take into consideration is the autonomic nervous system, the ANS. The ANS has two components a stress response, and a recharge or relaxation response. We have a nervous system where most of the time the stress and recharge responses are underactive. So when an ADHD stress response kicks in, it goes into high gear compared to those who don't have the condition. For your brain to work better and for you to have less impulsive reaction and be less hyperactive, both components of the ANS, the stress response and the recharge response, need to work optimally. Like your heart rate and digestive system, breathing is one of the many components of the ANS. Thanks to your vagus nerve, which runs from your brain, all the way down through the opening of your diaphragm to the gut. Its purpose is to send signals to adjust the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system that form the ANS. Your vagus nerve's job is to slow down your heart when it speeds up to keep it at a steady resilient rate. Slowing down your heart by activating the vagus nerve through coherent breathing, for example, is the easiest way to do so. It also benefits your nervous system. Coherent breathing contributes to helping the stress response and the recharge response function in the right balance. It's also a beautiful way to introduce mindfulness in your life a few minutes of coherent breathing in the morning can energize you and calm you down before going to bed. 
If you're not into meditation, I strongly recommend you try it. And I'll share some apps that will make it easier for you to do so. When you meditate, your prefrontal cortex becomes thicker. That's the part of your brain that's involved in focus, planning, and impulse control. It also raises your brain's level of dopamine, which is a great benefit since it's in short supply in ADHD brains. Although most of the research has been done with children, yoga also has been shown to help improve ADHD symptoms. Like mindfulness meditation, it ups dopamine levels and straightens the prefrontal cortex. One study found that kids who practiced yoga moves for 20 minutes twice a week for eight weeks improved on tests that measured attention and focus. Now you know that research shows that mindfulness meditation can be very helpful in relieving ADHD symptoms. There is one that is actually very interesting. A landmark UCLA study that found that people with ADHD who attended a mindfulness meditation session once a week for, listen to this, two and a half hours hours and then completed a daily home meditation practice that gradually increased from 5 to 15 minutes over 8 weeks were better able to stay focused on tasks. The participants in the study were also less depressed and anxious. Of course, the results of practicing mindfulness vary as people may experience greater or less improvement than others who are practicing it. And I know that if I would have tried to practice mindfulness meditation for two and a half hours to start, I probably would have not even considered it. But when done with a group, for example, it can surprisingly go by fast. According to a survey by Attitude magazine, more than a third of adults with ADHD use this practice and about 40% give it high ratings. Research also shows that people who regularly do mindfulness meditation have been found to have lower levels of stress hormones when they're in settings or situations that cause anxiety. Being hyperactive, I was always on the go. Always busy being busy, as Robin Sharma puts it. And never I could have imagined sitting not even for five minutes to meditate. But that changed the day that I realized that I wasn't breathing properly. And that's when coherent breathing and then meditation and now breath work come in handy. And I was surprised at how it helped me be more grounded, present, and conscious of what is going on within. My breathing is so much better. I'm more focused and can pay attention for longer periods of time without my brain getting tired or exhausted. One thing that works really well for me is diversity. And what I've been doing is using my morning workout as a way to connect with my body and be present. I pay attention to the muscles that are solicited, the parts of my body that are contributing to the effort, my breathing becoming more intense, my heart beating faster. You can say I work out in consciousness, or at least I do for a portion of it. 
Usually, when I'm done, I do a guided meditation that lasts between 10, 15, 20 minutes. Sometimes it's even less. And other times I just skip it or I do something else. Journaling is also a way for me to just be present and connect with my feelings. It all goes back to being consistent because it's what enables you to eventually change your habits and create new ones. And you can listen to episode 11, Breaking the Pattern of Inconsistency, if you want tips on how to do that. How else can you add mindfulness throughout the day, you may wonder? You can practice mindfulness right now, actually, while listening to this podcast episode by purposely bringing your attention to your breathing. You can take a moment to bring attention to the present moment in a very specific way. The body scan can help you do that, and it's fairly easy to do. You slowly start from the top of your head, moving your attention slowly to every part of your body down to the tip of your toes. You can do that when you wake up in the morning or before going to bed at night. You can also just breathe deeply while putting a hand on your belly. Many mindfulness experts recommend it as it really helps get in touch with the motion of your breath. You get an input from your hand as it moves up and down, making it easier to pay attention and focus deeply on your breathing. Green time, which is time spent in nature, is one of my favorites. It has been shown in several studies to measurably reduce inattentiveness in children and evidence suggests that adults with ADHD benefit from it as well. Here's more how-tos on meditating, being mindful, and calming your nervous system. There are a few things to consider when choosing a guided meditation to ensure the practice is enjoyable. The voice. The voice will be extremely important and don't force yourself to listen to a meditation if you can't stand the voice of the person doing the meditation. You need to be able to enjoy listening to the meditation and if it's not the case, well, you just continue searching until you find one and you can actually be very selective depending on the different tones, the different, you know, um, pace, everything. Like the voice in a meditation is very important. And I know that with ADHD, there are just sounds or voices that just will get on our nerves. The length of the meditation is also important. So if you're starting, well, maybe you could find a meditation that lasts five minutes, between five to ten minutes. And another thing that might be very interesting for you is being guided through a grounding exercise because they're normally really short. They take like just a few minutes and they're actually very, very, very pleasant. You can include mindfulness in the middle of other activities, like I do with my workout. So you can do it 
while working, taking a walk, or playing with your children, as it works great for us with ADHD by allowing us to get a quick burst of practice. You know, the short-term thing works really, really well for us. Practicing meditation is just like physical training. It relies on repetition because that's how the brain operates. Something useful to know is that the brain doesn't like radical change. So if being intense isn't in your nature like it is mine, make sure to go gradually. Another beginner's exercise is mindful eating. It teaches you to slow down while you eat and invites you to immerse yourself in the sensations, textures, and experience of eating and tasting food. Tapping, or EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, has helped me a lot and it's something I use often with my clients. Again, a lot of research has demonstrated that it effectively helps in reducing cortisol levels, the stress hormone. Tapping is an easy technique and I first discovered it with Nick Ortner, author of the book The Tapping Solution. I later on went in depth with EFT as it was part of my holistic kinesiology training. I've added the link of the Tapping Solution website in the show notes if you want to know more and where you'll find a video on how to tap. So basically, the technique consists of tapping gently on nine different meridian points that signal to the brain that helps... Basically, the technique consists of tapping gently on nine different mer- Basically, the technique consists of tapping gently on nine different meridian points that signal to the brain that it's time to regulate the nervous system and bring it back to the recharge or relaxation response. Another thing that you can try to self-regulate your nervous system is what I called the hand under armpit exercise. It's not something that you can do while driving, obviously, but if you're super busy and don't have much time, this only takes a few minutes and the more you do it, the quicker it works. So you put one hand under the opposite armpit. Let's say you use your left hand. You put it under your right armpit. Then you cross over with your other hand, your right hand, and you put it on your left shoulder. That calms the autonomic nervous system, which, remember, has two components, a stress response and a recharge response. It helps bring balance between both. Yawning. So if you do this and you yawn, it's a very good sign. It means that your ANS is regulated and it might not happen the first time you do it, but it will eventually. So I told you I would share apps to help you introduce mindfulness into your daily activities. But before I do that, I want to share another story on mindfulness that showed that participants with ADHD who used a mindfulness app for four months felt calmer and were better able to pause and think before acting. It can help you change problematic thoughts patterns 
build compassion, or improve communication. Apps like Headspace, Nature Space, that one is one of my favorite. Is one I, is one I really really like because I love nature sounds like rain, ocean. Insight Timer is one I use a lot. There's a lot of free stuff, free meditation, music, challenges, breath work. So, I mean, with that app, you have a lot of free options. The Tapping Solution app is also one of my favorite. So now you have it, a lot of options to choose from. Now the only question is, which one will you try to add more mindfulness in your life and experience maybe an increase in your ability to pay attention, focus for longer periods of time, be more present and less reactive when you're stressed or overwhelmed? Over time, I realize that when I am scattered more than usual, it's a sign that something is off and that I need to stop, take a few deep breaths, do a short meditation, or go outside for some green time. I so appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.